hello from your favorite Grasslands PR team. This week we're back with another reason why these overlooked and underappreciated ecosystems are objectively the best biome. I'm Nicole. I'm Alan. And I'm Rachel. And today we're building a ranked list of grassland bird nests. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All All grassland birds? Right out of the gate, huh? (laughs) Okay. Okay. Yep. yep, I'm ready. Let's do Um, it. Today I just thought it would be neat (laughs) to, to talk to talk about grassland bird nests and i was like well how how the hell will i possibly do that uh the answer came to me just like a punch in the face and it was that i need to rank them because some grassland bird nests objectively suck Mm -hmm. and others are superior in literally every way yes you know okay and so that's our goal today i'm excited that's our goal i'm here um what do you guys know about grassland bird nests well, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> some of them are like little scoopies in the ground oh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that are hard to see. Um, yeah. Very cryptic. You know, ideally, all nests are hard to see. This is yeah. true. <laughs> that is well, part some of the- are some are extremely easy to see, I would say. But uh, yeah. Yeah. See, my my brain is going like immediately to shorebirds, which who do nothing to hide their nests. Yeah. Well, yeah. and some shorebirds do nest in grasslands. Yeah. So um, that is true. Some grassland birds too. Um, I did have a hard time when I was thinking about like, oh, what do I even include in this list? Um, and you know, this is completely subjective. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> There's no, there's no research on this. <laughs> oh no, no, no! There's research on this. Um, I have <laughs> books with tabs in them. As oh you yeah, can yeah, see. yeah. No, but I meant like uh, there's no like definitive rankings. No, the, scientists don't do that. I mean, we can call this a definitive ranking, but it's my definitive ranking um, personally. I'm just saying you're welcome to have different opinions than me. I'm gonna be rating bird nests on like a few things. Um, the first one is effort. I like to see some effort in a bird nest. I just think that, you know, um, really sets you apart. Uh, I think secrecy is important Mm. for a bird nest. That kind of, you know, defeats the entire point of a bird nest if anybody can get to it and see it, you know. Um, I have a neighborhood selection because I think if you're just going to build it in a really bad neighborhood, then that's on you and that makes the quality of your nest extra bad. Okay, okay. Um, I'm also looking for creativity. I think it's important to just do something a little different and to yes. be a little creative in your nest building. Like everybody's seen a stick nest. That's been done. It's boring. Right. You know? Yeah. So like, you know, let's put some effort and creativity into it. Yeah. Yeah. That is- <laughs> <laughs> I want to go through some of my sources just for posterity. I have a really old book that was published in 1975 uh, by Harrison called A Field Guide to Bird's Nests, which has just excellent pictures of bird nests mm. which are sometimes hard to find you opened up to like the two worst possible nests you could <laughs> yeah, piping plover just, just and... scrapes, <laughs> scrapes in the ground those... yeah those are well they, those are bad nests but yeah. you know they work for the species and so i yeah sometimes. we'll talk about them sometimes okay good point good point so i've got that one um i've also got this birder's handbook oh that's a beaut which has um essays which is my favorite part and also uh you know annotations on certain species and their nesting behaviors but the essays like really i mean the essays are so good (laughs) (laughs) um and there was um let's see 
Carolyn Byers uh, from Madison Audubon, who did her master's thesis on grassland nesting birds and just had a really fantastic website put together outlining a lot of species that I thought was pretty neat. So those are my primary sources today. And um, <clears throat> I do want to... I'm just gonna a lot of a... paper ASMR in this episode. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Got my, my nice little, little book here. Building nests uh-huh. is just one of the hallmarks of being a bird, you know. It has been speculated that um, the evolution of nest building, obviously it goes back to their dinosaur days, but uh, correlates in its diversification with mammal predators, also evolving alongside of them it is said <laughs> according to this essay <laughs> in the birders handbook yeah. um that the entire panoply which is a great word of <laughs> avian construction from typical open cups and anchored platforms to mud or saliva structured pl- structures plastered onto firm supports is thought to have evolved from the simple beginning of cavities not being good enough Dang. for birds. Yeah. Okay. And um, since that diversification, the true just diversity of nest building styles is a testament to how amazing birds are. And also within groups of birds, how <clears throat> ritualized nest building behavior can be also points to how deep nest building goes in birds. Um, Birds don't need to be taught how to build nests. They simply do it. So this is something that is deeply rooted into the birds. That is to say, we can't hold it against any of these birds if they build really bad nests. (laughs) (laughs) But you still are going to. (laughs) Yeah, but like from an individual perspective, you know, it's Mm -hmm. like, you know, that one specific bird whose nest we might look at, it's not their fault that the nest sucks, you know? True. It is a function of their nature. They can't be nurtured into doing better. It's just what what they do. They have. Now, some birds are naturally better at like, making use of what's around them, adapting, overcoming obstacles. Some birds just suck. (laughs) And that's, we have to be okay with that. We're going to accept them for what they are. Okay. So wait, okay. Yes. There's like, there's evidence though that birds like, there has to be like a parent to child, like parent to offspring knowledge transfer of like how to sing with birds right yes that is a learned behavior in some species in other species it's not learned okay mm-hmm. but nest building is almost always just an innate behavior it's an innate behavior yeah they what? don't learn to do that from other birds mm-hmm. which i think makes sense because like when when in a bird's lifespan would they be learning to build a nest right like yeah. when they're young the nest is already built and over the winter when they're learning to sing and and i mean they're learning to sing too when they're hearing uh, males and females if depending on the species mm-hmm. sing from within the nest mm-hmm. but like when would they be learning to build a nest it's mm-hmm. a good point yeah yeah right? unless they're unless they stay with their parents for their like till after their hatch year i guess yeah or and that's something. definitely not true in fact a lot of bird species like the moment like the eggs are laid like one of the parents just gets the hell out of there and flies like to another continent so um (laughs) 
it's I was just reading in Nate Swick's book about um, what seasons people like to bird in. And uh, he pointed out that summer is an absolutely terrible time to bird because birds are all on their nests and mm-hmm. they're very hidden, but that it can be a good time for random species showing up somewhere because there are so many species where like once the deed is done, eggs are in the nest, they're out of there and they can just pop up somewhere super weird. Just trying to get away from their parental responsibility. Oh, yeah. Well, not succeeding in getting yeah. away. <laughs> Very much succeeding. Um, yeah. Okay. So, sorry. Just another question then. I'm asking you questions when you're trying to get into it, and I apologize. I don't apologize. This I'll is... delete this whole part. If no. no. If if I only talk about the nonsense I want to talk about, I don't know how long this will be. I mean, I probably could just talk about this forever, to be honest. I was going to say, yeah. I was worried. So, my question then is, is there like a huge individual variation then in birdness, like within a species because yeah. they've never done it before. They've never seen it done unless they're colonially nesting or something and have mm-hmm. like a reference point. Like, like mm-hmm. our, how similar, how dissimilar, I guess, are nests of a, the same species? Great question. Okay. So, um, overall, s- there are enough like innate differences that you can often identify a bird just by its nest. Mm-hmm. Um, we're talking even very similar related related species. Um, there are some owls that make similar nests, but whether you find feathers built into the nest or not can identify which one it is for you. Right. Um, okay. So they are the structure of the nest itself and often even the materials that are used can be very diagnostic. To a certain extent, though, they are also pretty opportunistic. And if they're living in a re- – I mean, you know, the range of a bird can span a huge variety of habitats and, like, microhabitat types. And so the materials used might be slightly different, but what they line it with, how soft the nest is, where they choose to build it, um, the general materials, like if it's twiggy or thorny or – fluffy or Mm -hmm. felted uh is going to be pretty diagnostic across uh members of a species okay yeah is there any variation within species yes 100 percent. okay yeah yeah so that's like the materials used some maybe are a little bit more skilled at it than others yeah um maybe they pick a bad spot um there can be a lot of variation in things like I mean, doves, I think, is an obvious example. Like, they run the gambit from laying their eggs in a two-track on the ground uh, to... It's <laughs> good, good choice. This is... Uh... <laughs> I, I have worked in grassland bird nesting studies, and I have found doves in mm-hmm. two-tracks after they, you know, were unsuccessful. Mm-hmm. You know, little oops uh but (laughs) oops on their part yeah but you know you'll also see images of doves laying their eggs on ledges with like three twigs yeah and then there are also doves that will pick an old robin nest or something and kind of stick a few twigs on there and you know it looks way different yeah so there's there's a lot of variation fascinating Okay. Yeah, there are even some species, this is not a grassland species, but bush tits are a really cool example of a bird where um, they have two different styles of constructing nests. And I think it's really dependent on like environmental factors, which one they decide hmm. to go with. But they can make like a sort of hanging nest that's like a little cup, almost like a warbler. 
you know, where it's just a cup kind of suspended on branches. Or they can make an extremely elongated, um, like, super oriole sort of nest okay. that's a bag that has, like, a long neck going down it and, like, one little hole entrance. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, okay. And yeah, yeah. they kind of just decide which one they want to do when they get, like, through this first structure you know, it's like as they're building it, they get to a certain point and they're like, all right, now I need to decide which one is it going to be? Like, am I going to make a sack? Yeah. Or am I going to make a cup? So, um, yeah, there could be some variation there too. Fascinating. Yeah. Okay. Guys, birds are wild. <laughs> all right. We're going to start at the very bottom of my ranked list um, with the F tier <laughs> birds. <Wow. laughs> um, okay. These, these are – I. I decided, uh, and you know, you you can argue with me on this. I decided that effort was important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, if a bird is just making a little scrape on the ground, scratching some stuff off, yeah. maybe even not doing that at all, and just laying their eggs, I mean, that's just not. That's not really a nest. You know what I mean? <laughs> wow. That's like I'm relying on my camouflage to do all my parenting for me. Fair. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, okay. So those nests, terrible. I also decided that I didn't like nests that were somewhat constructed, but just like placed on the ground. And it mm-hmm. was more like we brought a bunch of grass and then I sat in it. Uh-huh. Um, that is also very unappealing to me. But I think that puts in a little bit more effort. If you're gathering materials and bringing them to a nest, mm-hmm. that's at least like you're putting some work in, you know. So like that's going to be slightly higher ranked for me. <laughs> I'm already, I'm already feeling, um, I'm already feeling some feelings about this. Yeah. Uh, and I just, I, okay. Uh, I, I would like, I'll, go ahead and uh-huh. go ahead and let's call, let's name some names. Let's go ahead yep. and put, We're put some birds out. in the F tier. Let me hear what you got. All right. Here's my F tier birds. Ready? Mm-hmm. Common Nighthawk. Okay. Absolutely terrible nest construction. Um, kill deer. Oh. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You, I saw you that was coming. Yeah. Yeah. Killdeer, terrible. Um, I will say not all of these are obligate grassland species, but they are all species you can find building nests in grasslands. Also, they're all North American species because I just wasn't gonna do research on the global bird nest situation. So fair. Other bird on the F tier, all doves and pigeons. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep. I don't care if they're trying to put like twigs in. It's like it's not worth the effort, you know. Like, what are you, what are you providing by bringing in a few loose twigs? Mm-hmm. That like a bad thunderstorm on the Great Plains is gonna just blow out of a tree. Like, what mm-hmm. what was the point of that? You know. Mm. Um, mm. <laughs> That's fair. I think. Yeah. I saw doves <laughs> nesting in a pallet, like a like a stack of pallets one time, uh-huh. and the nest literally just kind of blew off and down the pallets <laughs> at one point. Is 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 bad. So Aww. so for me on the F tier, the doves are gonna rank the lowest. Okay. I think there's okay. a few a few reasons for that. Number one, their eggs are white. So like yeah. there's not even any camouflage <laughs> happening at all. Yeah. And like Nicole pointed out, like, you know, how much do you love your kids? <laughs> That's <laughs> that's what i'm really asking here and for the the doves out there who are just constructing the most shoddiness you've ever seen or not even doing anything at all like they must hate their children and they probably do because they can just lay as many eggs all year as they want to basically so they i think that that shows in their nest building you know like yeah. they're like oh if i kill this kid because it blew off this pallet i'll just lay another one like who cares <laughs> 
and that just that that doesn't sit right with me it's just risk assessment i guess you know like it's yeah. it's like like i'm gonna have like at least what two chicks to survive out of these <laughs> however many clutches you know uh-huh. it'll be fine yeah it'll be yeah. fine yeah it's kind of like marsupials and how they'll just like drop their joeys out of their pouch <laughs> to escape predators like they yeah. can have more it's yeah. fine they're really underdeveloped not a lot of effort went into them bye greg there you go. <laughs> it's fine there, there you go it's like not a not a huge loss of investment right yeah, yeah. and you know what doves are generally doing okay which kind of makes yeah. me mad like there are birds who build weight like put way more effort into their young <laughs> and they do much worse and that yeah. just that doesn't that, that makes me upset so doves i'm sorry you suck you're the worst okay let me let me talk about killdeers though okay, okay because yeah, killdeers is the next uh shittiest on my list sorry that's, that's really harsh though because okay <laughs> i get like yes they make like they have okay they have zero style points i get yeah. that they have uh terrible on the neighborhood score because they will <laughs> like at an intersection of dirt roads yeah. in a yeah. parking lot uh you know wherever they will mm-hmm. throw down a nest yeah. um mm-hmm. so not great but yes. they also put in a lot of effort on the nest defense side that's yeah. very so true. this is like so oh, yeah man, it's like you know it's like Ugh. okay i built a really crappy house but i'm really working overtime to protect it you know <laughs> yeah, what i mean that's like that's very true that's yeah very true. so i feel like that you know okay like I don't think you could say a killdeer doesn't care about their children like some dove. That is very, very true. Mm-hmm. And I think probably the same could be said for Nighthawks, too. So this is like a tough head-to-head for me. I I think you're right on the killdeer, like, broken wing displays, mm-hmm. crazy stuff. I think it's also a good point, though, that they're young, like, super precocial, so they can pop up out of the nest, and they're not staying in the nest for very long. True. Yeah. So as far as, like picking a site to lay their eggs and like raise their young like the nest itself isn't like that much of an investment for them like it is 28 days or something insane of incubation yeah but um like once the kids are done they can kind of pop out of there and like they're they're doing a lot of the work too you know Mm -hmm. well it's probably more important that like for them that their nest be closer to uh, vegetation so like they have cover for the chicks as soon as they're hatched right yes. so like you know they they maybe that's why they so often select intersections and stuff because you've got that vegetation kind of on the berm where it kind of yeah. gr- grows over it's not always mowed you know what i mean so like maybe you know what i'm saying i'm sorry i'm defending shorebirds because i like shorebirds I okay like yeah. shorebirds, but like but i'm just saying like it, you know? <laughs> right. and i also right. want to point out that nighthawks are also doing a lot of nest defense and their young while technically precocial pretty much stay within like a meter of the nest like they mm-hmm. stay there they're hugging the ground those little babies very freaking cute have you seen a baby common nighthawk i don't know if i have actually yeah, oh sure. my god um <laughs> Do I not have a picture of this? Hang on, let me find it. Like, okay, because they're they're laying two eggs mm-hmm. just straight on the ground. They're very well like killdeer, they're very well camouflaged eggs. Mm-hmm. But the parents are able to like leave them there and they blend in. The babies also perfectly camouflaged and they just mm-hmm. like hug the ground. They're just little fuzzy guys. They come in like 
two or three different colors. They can be kind of reddish and they can be kind of gray and they can be kind of brown like screech mm-hmm. owls. They're so freaking Aww. cute. And they stay in that nest and they just like hang out doing little baby bird things. Aww. <laughs> Their faces are very dumb. They're like 80% eyeball. Yeah. And then all And the little babies too, yeah. when they're hiding, yeah. they close their eyeball. Oh, Yeah. To keep it's important. Hidden. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of eyeball. Yeah, you yeah. can like walk up to them and basically poke them and they'll just be like, I'm not a bird. <laughs> Good try. <laughs> you thought. No. Uh, and their parents will dive bomb and stuff. Okay, so I think I'm just going to give – I think Nighthawks should be higher than Killdeer because the nest itself, a bigger investment. Okay, that's fair. Okay. And I guess on style points, yeah, they're all pretty bad. Yeah, they're all pretty bad. Thank yeah. you so much for yeah, agreeing yeah. with me. All right, moving on to E-tier. <laughs> <laughs> Slightly better birds. Um, I have... I have a lot of species in this list, so I'm going to tell you why I put them all in here. Basically, they either fall into one of two categories. Number one, they just put a bunch of grass down, lay a bunch of eggs in it, and then just, like, sit there. And they're, like, I guess technically undercover, but often the nests are so bad that they're relying on the female's plumage to hide the nests. Also, almost all of them have white eggs, which is terrible. (laughs) I hate it. I don't get it. So it's like a trade-off, though, right? They're saying, like, okay, my nest is terrible, so I'm going to have to invest a lot of my own care into raising them. Mm -hmm. Stupid. Um, (laughs) The other category is birds that use cavities in very uncreative ways. Okay? What? Yeah. No, listen to me. This is important. For example, (laughs) eastern bluebirds, Uh terrible nests. I'm just going to say it. I think that they make bad nests. Yeah. Yeah. Eastern bluebirds, according to Harrison, are they, they, you know, will construct nests, quote unquote, in their nest boxes, but he describes them as carelessly arranged, and I could not agree more. They're just haphazard <laughs> chunks of grass and leaves. There's no effort going in. American kestrels, they don't even put anything in there. They're just like empty box, perfect. Let's put some eggs in here. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like there's no effort there. They're just like, here's a tree. It's uncreative. They didn't, I mean, if birds began their evolution of nest building from trying to make cavities better, mm-hmm. these guys failed. How is, how, okay. So why aren't they the F tier then? Right. Really? Because we're talking about, they're the evolutionary, well, they're, because, they're stuck at the evolutionary starting point. Like from, the, from me... the point when like things learn to reach inside cavities and grab yeah. dirt eggs. Yeah. They're like, oh no, it's fine. Why. It still works. Because at least because they have she their... likes kestrels. <laughs> yeah. That is true. But <laughs> <laughs> but it's because at least they've put their eggs in shelter. You know, like if you're sitting out in a thunderstorm and you've got like, oops, I left my eggs out in the middle of nowhere uh, completely. Like, they just get washed away. I've seen it happen. Okay. Yeah. Like, that's just. <laughs> <laughs> that's, fair. that's fair. That's fair. You know, that, that is why. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. That's fair. Thank you. I have I definitive list. <laughs> yeah. No, no. I, 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 I'll agree with you because I feel like I have conservatively seen like. 500 plus shorebird nests get destroyed by various things <laughs> like, yeah. yeah so like okay i get it it's not yeah. it's not it's not great it's uh-huh. not great yeah. yeah cavities are slightly superior yeah okay that's true thank you put those eggs in a hole <laughs> put those eggs in a hole um yes also for these birds they're not even building their own cavities so like you know mm-hmm. just extra stinky nonsense right there um <laughs> 
in in my hit list for like ground nesting bad nests Mm -hmm. i do have grouse in general just all grouse you know gray chickens quail you know those little dudes they're just do better Mm -hmm. um (laughs) ground nesters with white eggs I don't get it. Yeah. Well, yeah. And it's like, that's why, I mean, they they have to stay on the nest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They have. Yeah. And that's the only option for them. And that sucks. And they don't even have, like, male parental care in most of these cases either. So it's like, it's all on the females to just, like, sit on the eggs and just, you know, hope for the best. And yeah. maybe die in defense of, like, 20 eggs, which is stupid, too. Very stupid. Yeah. I, is it costly energetically to pigment eggs? Like, why, 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 why are white, like... White-shelled eggs so prevalent when it's, like, it's not, you know. I think it is somewhat energetically costly. I think that um, sometimes it's just, like, a matter of biology. Like, sometimes Uh um, there's a lot of theories on the benefits, you know, being able to tell your individual eggs apart from other species. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a lot of theories about why most cavity-nesting birds have white eggs. It's because the color doesn't matter and there's no camouflage there. Mm Um, but it is, it is a cost and it does decrease their nest survival if the eggs ever have to be out in the open. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which is why upland sandpipers, although oh. they have the same style of nest, are going to be at the top of my E tier. Okay. <laughs> because at least their eggs are camouflaged mm-hmm. and they do a really good job of concealing them under vegetation compared to a lot of other species. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's a good bird. It's a very good bird. Upland sandpiper is one of my favorite grassland birds. It. Their nests could be better, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> uh, I also want to point out that northern harriers are on this list for me, and short-eared owls, oh, which are grassland nesting birds that build that same style of nest, also stupidly have white eggs, and their babies are like downy gray-white, which is extra stupid. So, like, you know, that sucks for them. <laughs> There's some effort. Well, that's why they're grass. in the here. There's some grass, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, this uh, they've made like a little... They've clearly bent some grass <laughs> into a sort of shape yeah. uh-huh, uh-huh. to keep those eggs from just rolling away. Yes, exactly. So, uh, that, There's but a you're barrier. Right. I guess maybe mm-hmm. that is like E-tier effort if we're yeah, talking... <laughs> now yeah. that I said it out loud. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's, that's, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah, okay. I want to... There's a picture of their babies on her website as well i don't know um, why a ground nesting raptor sounds isn't that fascinating like can you imagine accidentally spooking a ground nesting harrier it'd be terrifying <laughs> it really would be yeah uh mm. and some of these birds and this is like sort of an individual thing or like where they chose to put their nest and definitely affects individual survival but some birds do a better job of picking places with cover compared to other birds mm. and that's a spot of variation like did you put it under a clump of grass or or did you just kind of lay it down in the middle of a hay field? You know, yeah. um, hmm. there's there's some variation there. Yeah. Nice. Snowy owls uh, nest on the ground too. I don't know exactly what the like style of the nest is, but I know that they do nest on the ground. Interesting. Is, yeah. Interesting. Also, it would be very scary to spook. <laughs> uh, yeah, you like lose an eyeball. Yes. Yeah. I wonder. I don't know, but I wonder if they're the sort of birds that will like hold tight to their nest and avoid flushing as long as possible. Yeah. Like there are a lot of birds, especially bigger birds, in my experience, where you have to basically trip over them in order to get them to move off of their nest. Yeah. Um, 
there's a um an interesting anecdote in the uh uh the book uh what's it called it's owls of the or owls of the eastern ice i think oh. that's about it's about uh blackiston's fish owls and this guy was out um and he was you know using using the uh the bathroom uh, out in nature <laughs> mm-hmm. uh did not realize he was close to an owl nest when he you know squatted down oh, no. and he ended up losing a testicle from <gasps> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Because he squatted over. How do you not double check? I double check before I squat. I think it was dark. I think it was dark. Okay. Okay. Oh no. But it was like it was just like a chick owl too, you know. It was like it was was a baby? Yeah. Baby Mm -hmm. got one of his balls. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That was a good meal. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Yikes, uh... so yeah, I don't know where that. Uh, but <laughs> look before you squat. Look before is, you squat. Yeah, yeah, that's the moral of that story. And yeah. take a flashlight if it's not if it's dark. Good PSA. Yeah. Some, some birds would rather get pooped on. Yes. Than flush. Flush off the nest. Move. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Yep. Good to know. Especially the longer they've been on the nest. Like if those things are close to hatching, they're not leaving. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm, wow, mm-hmm. good stuff, guys. Uh, <laughs> should we move on? <laughs> yeah. All right, we're moving up to D tier uh, nests. This is actually not a very exciting tier because um, we're getting into kind of the mid range where it's like, you know, we've all seen these nests and there's nothing really to talk about. And that's why they're D tier, okay? So the first one I've got is like basically any thrush nest or uh, mimic nest. Like, okay, we're talking brown thrashers we're talking mockingbirds we're talking um this is hang on (laughs) what other thrushes do they have on my list yeah i think um the non-cavity nesting thrushes that nest in grasslands Mm -hmm. i mean they're just they're they're nests you know like it sticks they weave some grasses in there sometimes. It's a pretty normal nest. Very low effort in terms of like construction, but they are doing some construction. Mm-hmm. I also want to point out that building your nest in woody vegetation like these guys, very done. Everybody does it. That's <laughs> wow. <laughs> like what a conspicuous place to build a nest, especially in a grassland. Like, oh, we're going to go to the tree line and look for some twigs. Like, oh, that's so dumb. Like predators can find that. Like give me something more. <laughs> <laughs> wow this is your d tier yeah d tier d tier okay mockingbirds normal nests. thrashers just normal, normal. Nests. they're dumb d. i don't shouldn't like them. normal be like center of the distribution no then? no they're this, no it gets there's slightly more nor- there's this is like the bottom of the normal tier okay this is like the bottom okay. of normal um let's see what my notes say on this um pretty boring let's see um <laughs> <laughs> Um, the only, okay, there's, there's two birds in, in this tier for me that are doing something fun. (laughs) Mockingbirds sometimes will line the outer rim of their nest with thorns. I think that's creative and fun. That's That's fun. I like that. That's that's cool. That's a good look. I also am sorry to say at this point that I have loggerhead shrikes on this tier as well which alan calm down no fun (laughs) um the nests themselves again the same as everything i've said before but 
the one benefit that they have is that they get a little creative with the neighborhoods they build in because they tend to prefer building in thorny environments, which is going to give their young, while they're still in the nest, ample opportunities to practice their impaling behavior. And I think that that shows a lot of, like, level... It shows a lot of care and respect for their young to pick a spot where they can really just hone their impaling skills from the nest. It can't... It needs to be a playground for murder. Yeah. Yeah. It can't just be anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. But some of them choose live oaks and other boring places to build their nests. So they're not all winners. Yeah. Yeah. I have a question for you. Oh, boy. Where do you think ostriches fall in this? Because their nests are very boring, (laughs) but they have a lot of fun, you know, extra stuff going on with like the the decoy. Yeah. It's just like a scrape on the ground. I would put them above nighthawks and killdeers. Wait, no. Is the decoy... Not, wait, hang on. Are we really trying to say that, like, giant white eggs, <laughs> because there's decoy eggs, are going to mm-hmm. be better than killdeer and nighthawks who invest I'm just so asking. Much? I did think about this when I was making the list, though. Is there, like, 45 eggs on that nest as well? I, there's something, a lot. <laughs> something like that. Um, they're going to be between doves and killdeer for me. Okay. <laughs> it's pretty low, Yikes. but okay. Yeah, that's well, fair. Yeah. It's not, remember, it's not their fault. Mm-hmm. They, they just can't help doing better. They just can't. Yeah. It's physically, they're incapable of doing better. Well, yeah. And we established thoroughly that ostriches don't care about their children at all. <laughs> yeah. And that's true. can't keep them alive if they tried. So, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, Nicole. <laughs> I mean, I think, humans can't keep them alive either. No, so. I know. But I think F tier is where it is. I think F tier is right for them. Okay. Yeah. RIP ostriches. Yeah. RIP. All right, guys, we're moving on to C tier because I have nothing more to say about those boring nests. Wow. Um, yeah, calm down. C tier nests. I think, I'm sorry. Yeah. I think I'm just trying to separate like, okay, <laughs> these birds are good. You're being very mean to them right now, but I know you think they're good birds. Yes. Oh, I love them. Yes. They're perfect it's birds. It's hurting my feelings, but oh. I know you think they're good birds. Loggerhead strikes. Yes. One of my favorite grassland birds of all time. Mm-hmm. For sure. It is literally, there's nothing, it is not their fault that they have this boring nesting strategy. There's, they're more than their nesting strategies. Okay. They are more than that. Sounds like, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say something really dumb. So please go first. (laughs) I was just going to say, really, we should be blaming mammals for all this. Oh yeah. Because if mammals could have just kept their paws themselves and not have gone digging around in cavities, then these birds wouldn't have had to diversify and make subpar nests to compete. You know what wow. I mean? Wow. Should we be uh thanking mammals then for the fact that some birds do have really cool nests? True. I guess. Wow. Yeah. Thank you, mammals, for Partial destroying credit. birds. Partial credit. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Yes. C tier nests. This is where we're getting into birds that I think are doing a decent job. I think that they have something interesting they're bringing to the table. I have three birds here I want to tell you about. Okay. Passing grades. First one, lark sparrows. Okay. Lark sparrows are building a pretty, like, typical nest, but it's woven with a lot of grasses. They select their nest on patches usually of, like, bare ground, sort of, but under cover of vegetation, and you will not see a more intricately tightly woven nest in your life. They are just the most like delicate little wiry nests on the inside. It pleases me to look at a lark sparrow nest. They're delightful. Also, this is not anything to do with the nests, but I just like that their eggs have squiggles on them. I think it's cute. 
<laughs> so okay, expert, expertly woven nests. Beautiful. Is a C? Yeah. But Despite it's like it's just the, on, it's the ground, on the ground, and yeah. it's not really in cover. You just said it was in cover. You just said it was well hidden. Well, it's <laughs> like under something. It's not like the most well hidden thing ever. Okay. There's oh better, gosh. more hidden nests. I'm, Let me see if I can. I'm just excited for the top tier birds. I know, right? <laughs> these, these are going to be mind blowing works of art. They better be. Um, let me see if I can find you a larkspire nest. I they just please me. Okay, so <laughs> I want you to just. No, that they're beautiful and perfect. But, but they could be better. <laughs> <laughs> wow. They just use very, very fine materials on the inside. It's very Let's nice. see you build a nest, okay? Oh, I could not. <laughs> I could build a blanket nest. We can do that. Yeah, why don't you go upstairs and build a nest, and then we'll we'll come and see where it where yeah. it ranks. We'll rate you. <laughs> Actually, Carolyn Byers uh, is the education director for her Audubon chapter now. And uh, says that one of her favorite activities for kids is to give, like, to send them out and, like, just be like, all right, guys, go make some nests. Like, <laughs> grab some grass and just do your best. And uh, they struggle through it oh, and sure. realize yeah. inevitably that they can't do it and that, like, it's hard to do. Yeah. And then she's like, and guess what? You guys have hands. <laughs> yeah. Take that, kids. Take that, yeah. children. <laughs> so, you know, honestly, if they're building any nests, they're doing a great job. Yeah. I'm. That's – this is why – Nighthawks and killdeer yeah. are so low. Okay. All right. <laughs> the next one on my list is the great crested flycatcher. Okay. 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 Let me tell you why. All right. These guys, a cavity nesting bird. Okay. So they are picking a cavity. What makes them better than those like loosely constructed nonsense things that bluebirds are doing? Well, they're kind of like the pack rats <laughs> of nest construction. Basically, they just cram as much trash as they can find <laughs> into the nest to make it the perfect like spot for their chicks. They get really creative with their materials. They like fill the thing up with as much nonsense as they can. I will show you a picture in a second. They're just amazing. Um, they're bulky. They'll use like ropes, trash. They almost always include snake skin. For some reason, this is like diagnostic. Like if you see hmm. like a pile of trash in a nest and there's like snake skin woven into it, it's like, oh, that's a great crested flycatcher nest, obviously. Weird. Interesting. Right? Yeah, huh. Isn't that cool? It's really cool, yeah. So they basically just hoard a bunch of stuff and they say, this is the perfect platform for my children to grow in. And I think that's neat. This heap of garbage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lovely. It's pretty great. It's just like the eggs are in the corner. And it's just like a pile of trash. It's just like the box is full of stuff. Somebody uh. describe this. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It, like, it looks dirty. Like it doesn't. <laughs> it does. <laughs> yep. It looks like a uh, the drawer in your kitchen where you just throw all the stuff that doesn't drawer. really have a home, and yeah. then yeah, and uh, but there's a bird nest in one corner of it, <laughs> is what that looks like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. This bird just said, "I like all this random assortment of things. I'm gonna throw it all in my box, and my kids are gonna grow grow up here." Yeah, that's really nice. Fond memories. Question. <laughs> yeah. Does incorporating that much trash because there are some, um, you know, nest predators in grasslands that have a good snoot for trash. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
Uh, does that end up actually putting nests at risk? Like if they're grabbing candy bar wrappers and ketchup packets and whatever Honestly, and throwing I, that in the nest? I don't think it's more of a risk than just being in a cavity anyway because yeah. I think everybody knows cavities are the place where you find snacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's very expected. <laughs> wow. Just yeah. uh, okay, yeah. 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 But, yeah. you know, maybe all those decoys will throw them off the trail of the eggs inside in that one corner. Right on. I don't know, just speculating. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Or may- yeah, maybe it is like a Oh, I came here looking for some eggs, but <laughs> there is like a stick with a little bit of corn dog left on it and <laughs> I- I'm fine with this. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, also a good point to point out here is that flycatchers especially these tyrant flycatchers mm-hmm. tyrants for a reason they will fight people off for trying to get people animals whatever uh for trying to get close to their eggs so they got they got some defense going on too yeah. mm-hmm. which is very good yeah all right my last sea turbid bird the northern flicker oh okay all right okay, okay. here's why cavity nesting bird it is doing its own work also the flicker is creating poetry, okay? Out in its grassland, you know, forging for ants on the ground, it finds a beautiful tree, a dying tree. Its heart decaying, rotting away. The northern flicker carves into that dead tree, removes that decay, builds a little cozy spot in the dying heart of this tree where the debris will caress its young as new life is born from within okay this is a bird that's putting in a lot of work it's creating just metaphors all around Uh about building life out of the decay of death yeah Mm -hmm. and um i just think that that's that's great and i like that the sawdust from their construction becomes the nesting material you know that's really nice it's it's a nice soft bed of death and decay for their young to grow in here's a picture And that's a C plus. That's a, that's a C plus. Uh, you know, I think it's probably if I had to rank these birds, probably. Tr- I like the trash though. <laughs> um, I don't know. I I can't decide how I would rank these birds personally. I think they're all doing a great job. Interesting, because I I just want to say yeah that is still very much a bunch of white eggs in a cavity. It's they not very fancy. It's not very fancy. It's just not because fancy. it's a I get that's a snag that they like busted up, mm-hmm. but still a bunch of white eggs in a cavity. It is yeah. a bunch of white, but that's like it it works for them, and also they're not just being like like they're the ones making the way. Uh-huh. for bluebirds and kestrels to fail you know what i'm saying like <laughs> kestrels and bluebirds are not building their own nests yeah. you think a yeah. screech owl it's mm-hmm. not that's not i mean i'm just like talking about cavity nesting birds in general yeah. here now but like do you think those guys like get extra points for just picking an old place that like is someone else's discarded trash no like these mm-hmm. guys are excavating a new place okay. you know like they're so picky that like they won't even use a birdhouse unless you build it precisely perfect for them including putting wood chips in there Hmm. because they need that you know so like they're more picky i'm hearing that they went above and beyond put in a lot of extra work just to get a c yeah while screech owls doing just fine you know what i mean Mm -hmm. this is true you know what i mean 
Like you gotta <laughs> You don't get bonus points for working harder at Work smarter, not harder. <laughs> there it is, yep. But they're they're collecting I mean, listen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on, tell us. You know, um if you're trying to fight for a home mm-hmm. too, that sucks. Like that's like these guys are they're making their own way because okay. they have to because they're they choose to yeah okay because they're capable of it all right <laughs> do you know how hard it is to like drill into a tree yeah that is there's a lot With of your effort face? also yeah. <laughs> there are very few like grassland woodpeckers out mm-hmm. there you know that i can really say are like a grassland species so um i think all woodpeckers are doing exquisite jobs this one just gets extra points for being in a grassland okay yeah, no, yeah. great bird. I yeah. get it. <laughs> All right. God. I'm just saying, like, you know. Yeah. Okay, I get and Like, bluebirds, I guess, like, people actually have to build them the box for, like, you know, yeah. like, yeah. they, because they are that hopeless. Um, but, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. With, like, the little anti snake thing on it. So, but, well, like, yeah. I get that they're, like, a an especially bad cavity nester, right? But like I don't know, this is this is this is also just a cavity nester to me. They they create the environment they want their kids to be in. They don't find it and make it okay, you know. Okay. They don't find okay. it and decorate it and be like, well, this will work. Okay. You know, you know, okay. there's not going to be pests in a brand new cavity. They're providing it's for a, their young. It's a decaying yeah. snag. There's going to be pests. That's a good point. <laughs> they the kind that they eat, not like mites that eat birds. Hmm. There's probably mites. Hmm. I'm very upset by you guys <laughs> right now. Oh you my said God. to bring the boxing gloves. Yeah, all right. Yeah, all right, all right. It just took us a while to bring them out. Well, what about this? I have one more reason why northern flickers are pretty neat. Okay. They they also dump their eggs in other nests just for fun. <laughs> just for so they're fun. Lazy. So they, they have like they no 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 no. <laughs> what? They'll 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 find other birds. Uh-huh. Yeah. And they'll be like, here, have an egg just in case mine you know don't work out. Yeah, so they're lazy sometimes. What other birds? Give me an example of another bird that I they have might a list. throw one in there. Eastern bluebirds. They are so much bigger than them. Okay, tree go ahead. swallows. Good God. <laughs> House sparrows. <laughs> Literally any other woodpecker nest. <laughs> so okay, Do the, and the, does this work though? I don't know. Okay. That's a great question. I have no idea. Like if bluebirds have one giant woodpecker baby, do they <laughs> do they are they just like fine with it? Well, the good news is is that all of those birds are also insect eating birds, so yeah. they're probably getting the nutrition they need to nice. maybe have a chance. I don't know anything about the survival of those, uh, just curious, those babies. Yeah. Huh. Just like ah, my large son. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so proud of him. I did a yeah. good job with this one. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, they're not only putting in a lot of effort into their own family, but they're also saying, like, what if what my child needs is tree swallow parents? <laughs> <laughs> and they're just going to let them try it, you know? They're uh-huh. just going to they're gonna let other people adopt their babies against their will and just see how it works out. Mm-hmm. You put birds in the <laughs> F tier for not caring about their children, yeah. and you're, you're ranking a nest parasite who's also a cavity nester above them. <laughs> There's a little bit of favoritism here, There's I some think. favoritism here, yeah. Probably. You guys will notice I haven't mentioned cowbirds yet. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, they literally don't do any care. Well, that's not true. I'm, that, yeah. yeah. You know what, guys? <laughs> we can this is on. my definitive list. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
Okay. I'm ready for the bees. I'm ready to hear what you got. You're ready for the bees. <laughs> B-tier birds. I have a few species here. All okay. right. B-tier birds going a little bit extra compared to those guys. These guys are getting into birds that I genuinely like, like a lot. Okay. Yeah. Um, the first bird here that I want to mention is burrowing owls. Oh. B-tier nest. They don't That's... really make their own burrows, though. Yeah. They don't. They... They'll enlarge them, but they don't make their own. Okay. We have to also provide them artificial nests for them to survive. <laughs> like boo birds. It's <laughs> 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 all favoritism. Yeah, okay. All right. Here's here's what I like about burrowing owl nests that I think is a little different. They mm-hmm. will yeah. they will do some excavation. Okay. Okay. They will make use of a lot of other nests and make them to their specifications. They have specifications, mm-hmm. okay? Uh-huh. That include things like <laughs> you think that these other birds that use already made nests are just picking random ones i'm sure no. there's some selection no, 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 going no, no, no. on they they like to have like really specific tunnels like the shape of the tunnel that goes mm-hmm. in there mm-hmm. the like the tunnel is it's not just a cavity okay yes. it's like they're looking for something that has a narrow neck that goes in leads into a nice little like depression they will carry nesting materials in there it includes like going through the effort of putting cow poop and horse poop in your mouth to bring it in there to caress your babies like they're putting some work in they have a creative strategy of going underground Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which is going to definitely put them at risk of some ground nesting predators but they can utilize a lot of (laughs) well calm down they're picking nest sites where the predators already live. Yeah. Sometimes, yes. But here's what's also great about burrowing owls. They are also, like, making sure that they have, like, a little platform for them uh-huh. to, like, scout out predators on. They have, like, a little lawn for their babies to play in. It is... Yeah, like a prairie dog. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you hate prairie dogs in the no. cold? No. Just, like they're stealing prairie dog burrows. Because they're cool. Yeah, the only... Prairie dog burrows go, go for tortoise burrows. Mm-hmm. They will use a lot of other burrows, and they will do some excavation on yeah, their own. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they're putting an effort. You think a bluebird is excavating part of the tree? No. Yes. Because they physically can't. Exactly. And burrowing owls <laughs> can because fault. they're cool. Okay. <laughs> None of this is the bird's fault. We already talked about this. They literally can't help the way they build nests. <laughs> Don't go after me like that. <laughs> okay. Fair. I forgot. Oh, burrowing owls like literally won't use inactive like nest sites. Like they only use nest sites where like there's been a gopher tortoise recently or there's been a prairie dog recently because they need so much help in their nest site selection. Just saying. They like to pick their neighborhoods yeah. mm-hmm. in a precise way okay. that they think is going to give their children the success that they need. Mm-hmm. Okay. The only reason this sucks for them is because humans suck and have been removing a lot of the burrow mm-hmm. systems that they would need. Um, and, you know, in some areas where the soil type is correct, Alan, you like soil. Soil <laughs> stuff is relevant here. That's <laughs> Are you trying to get me on your side? Yeah, yeah. That was, uh, that was, that was bad a very either. bad just attempt. Like, yeah. Just like the, oh, you hate prairie dogs now? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, I'm, we I'm, see, we see I'm through this. striking some low blows here because uh-huh. I'm mad at you we guys. We see through it. Questioning my judgment. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, like, listen. Mm-hmm. 
here's what they do have going for them poop fishing poop fishing yes i yeah. like that i think that's neat um <laughs> I'm, I'm being serious yeah no it's <laughs> very know. cool yeah, it's the very sec- cool second yeah. thing is that um they are selecting their burrows like while it might be around other animals it is out in the grasslands okay mm-hmm. They are making use of a space where there aren't like trees that you can conveniently burrow into. Um, I I like the effort. I like the grassland spe- uh, specialization. Mm-hmm. I like that they're doing something that nobody else will do, except for sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> There's another owl that will sometimes go underground, which is kind of weird, but. Um... Not all, not it's not usual for them for burrowing owls. This is mm-hmm. what's natural and normal. Okay. okay, and I like it. Yeah. Okay. So. It's fine. It's fine. It doesn't make is it, it B tier. It doesn't make it like a big brain move, but it's fine. You know what I mean? <laughs> it doesn't have to be a big brain move. I just <laughs> <laughs> terrible, terrible, terrible. All right, moving on. It's bad neighborhood selection. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Okay, you guys might not like the other two. Um, (laughs) I have grassland warblers on this list. I like grassland warblers. On here, we have things like prairie warblers, which live in grasslands. Also, some things like yellow warblers, which aren't like grassland exclusive, but nest frequently in grasslands in the Great Plains. And... I like their nests because I like that they get creative with their construction. I also have on this tier the American goldfinch. Again, not grasslands exclusive necessarily. It is like a bird that all of these are birds that nest in woody structures, trees, shrubs, that sort of thing. But they spend a lot of time in grasslands and grasslands are important to their survival. They get creative with their construction. That's why they made it to the B tier. Okay. Um, the yellow warbler and the prairie warbler both are making nests that are packed with like plant down. They're making like very soft, very beautiful little nests that are like the perfect little stretchy place for little babies to grow. Warblers are making kind of like a depression of a nest. So they're like a little bit extra work, you know, compared to like a stick nest and a fork on a tree. Mm -hmm. They're finding like an intersection and hanging a little cup from that, right? It's beautiful. It's elegant. It's creative. Um, The yellow warbler will even felt plant down to create like a nice little felted environment for their young to grow in. Mm -hmm. It's great. Um, They will use feathers, bark shreds, and uh, all kinds of like grassy materials and fibers. And uh, prairie warblers will even uh, hold the bulk of their construction together with spider silk, much like hummingbirds do. Mm. It's all very good stuff. Elegant. Elegant. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's no poop in the nest, but that's okay. Um. So that's why they get to be on B tier for me. That's good. Yeah. Now, I also want to add that yellow warblers can be pretty creative with how they deal with stuff in their construction too. And I think that that's pretty cool. They will build extra stories to their nest sometimes. Why would that be a benefit, you might ask? Well, sometimes other birds lay their eggs in your (laughs) nest and you're like, hang on, I don't want to incubate that. So what you do is you just build a second story (laughs) Put your eggs on top and then bury the unwanted eggs under that layer. Um, There have 
been found yellow warbler nests with up to six stories. Oh my gosh. All of which had brown-headed cowbird eggs in them. <laughs> uh, yellow warblers are one of the favorite victims of brown-headed cowbirds. So that's a really good strategy that they've learned to mm. adapt to that just unfair prejudice selection against them by these parasites. Nice, yeah. Yeah, so a six-story home full of spider silk and plant down <laughs> felted to the liking of their babies. Ooh, it's yeah. very good. Built very on good. the bodies of your enemies. Yeah. yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you. Yeah, I like that. Uh-huh. Brewing Owl is for sure on the bottom of this tier. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. That was true for me before. Yeah. <laughs> you guys roasted them. <laughs> right. But, you know, the Brewing Owl is still being very creative for a bird. Yeah. For a bird. Because yeah. what you just said with yellow warblers was way, way better than... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So I agree with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do agree. I do agree. But you know, it's also like for Brewing Owl that it's it's cooler than flickers and like trash nesting great crested flycatchers. You know, so whatever. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> with the yellow warbler nests, do they? I always assumed that when they built a new layer that they just had to lay new eggs, but they're actually taking their old eggs up with it or no? That's a good question. I think it depends. I think that they can sometimes like damage their own eggs by trying to do that. Mm-hmm. But I think I think that they might try to do that. Honestly, that answer is unclear to me. Okay. Uh, most sources will just reference the brown-headed cowbird eggs specifically being buried. Okay. Uh, I think if it's not possible for them to build up or get the eggs up into the new layer, that mm-hmm. they would just bury them and start over. Mm. Okay. You know, that does suck, so. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, there are, there are a lot of birds that are able to remove cowbird eggs or yeah. will attempt to remove them, even at the cost of their own eggs, just because you know yeah i was curious why go through the effort of building a whole new nest instead of just removing it is it just because they're so tiny yeah that's a good question now that that we're talking about this yeah Yeah. their own eggs are smaller than cowbird eggs so they're probably easier to manipulate but i don't know that they necessarily do that these these are great questions it does seem like it would be easier to kick the egg out rather yeah. than building an entire second story on your nest. Uh, it is it is hard. Brown-headed cowbird eggs are like tough and bigger than right. like, their big eggs. No, I know, but I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Okay. Maybe peel it, you know. <laughs> peck it. Yeah, mm-hmm. peck, peck it. it. So you got a, something to grab onto. And, yeah. you know, spill egg yolk in your nest and ruin it. I mean, mm. 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 yeah. What now? <laughs> I mean, I've I've <laughs> definitely seen birds do that before. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. It's still cool. <laughs> <laughs> Are we re- take take us to the A tier? A tier. Take us to the top of the class here. Who are the good kids? <laughs> I, we've we've moved from the end of the spectrum where you guys were offended by my choices <laughs> to where like now I'm offended by you not liking my choices, <laughs> and it feels harmonious. This is this is perfect. This is what we'd expect. I think mm-hmm. I sympathize with the underachievers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um. Typically, I do too. But mm. this is. I mean, I'm here to do a job, so. Yeah. <laughs> All right, A-tier grassland birds. These are going to be really good grassland birds. Um, These are going to be my Henslow sparrows, my grasshopper sparrows, my 
<laughs> I have it written down as Ola, you know, the horned larks. That was their bird mm. banding code mm-hmm. base. It just makes me smile. Hola. Hola. <laughs> uh, and bobolinks. Okay. Mm. We're getting into like the juicy grassland bird nests. They're doing mm-hmm. like a fantastic job of hiding their stuff from predators. And it's fantastic. Now, I want to show you guys a picture of, or an illustration rather of a grasshopper sparrow nest because it's pretty <laughs> cool to see how the construction works, not just from like an above ground standpoint, but from an underground standpoint too so these guys typically pick like some sort of forb wildflower you know some some plant that they build their nest under they'll sometimes weave these grasses around to incorporate that plant a little bit before they even begin constructing their cup nest on the ground though they are going to actually excavate a a cup into the ground so basically in the end result is that the lip of the cup is going to be at ground level and the rest of it is like tucked underground. So here's a little <laughs> illustration of what that looks like. I think that that's very neat. That is very, very fun. That is nice. I do like that. Ah, yeah, okay, okay. And their nest selection, you know, it's not the most covered nest ever, but it's tucked enough down into the vegetation that it's going to be pretty hidden. And... um there's really cute videos that Carolyn has. I'll put them on our website. They're on YouTube, so I can embed them um, of little grasshopper sparrows, like sitting on their nest, protecting their babies from the storm and stuff. Aww. And ideally having a little bit of cover on top of it is going to make them slightly, slightly harder to find yeah. by predators. Um, but again, they're not the most covered nests. Sure. Um, Henslow sparrows are a little bit more covered, but they're very similar. They don't have that layer of like digging or excavating part of it, but they do choose locations that are much more densely vegetated. And so they're able to really conceal their nests in a, in a beautiful way. Yeah. They're, they're building nice little, little covered nests. I like that. Yeah. Um, so I think those guys are not like the most creative, so they're probably on the lower end of my... A tier, but they're doing a great job. All right, next up we have the horned lark. <laughs> this bird is on this tier and higher than the other two for one specific reason. Um, they build a patio. they do they do basically the same thing as the other two birds that we just talked about Mm -hmm. uh minus again the excavation of the grasshopper sparrow um but they typically have like little dirt clods or pebbles or something on like one side of their little nest and it's kind of like either like a little front step basically going into the nest (laughs) Or like a little patio that, you know, is right on, right next to their nest. I think mm. that that's really fun. It delights me. <laughs> what, what does that do for them? Yeah, I why? <laughs> I don't think it does okay. anything. Okay. This is just them going for style points, you think? Yeah, yeah. it's precisely what it is. It's creative. They didn't okay. need it, but they did it. And okay. that's pretty cool, you know? Um, mm. That can be like a diagnostic factor sometimes. Yeah. Um, so uh, it's shallow. It's not that great. Uh, but that little <laughs> lining of pebbles or clods making a doorstep just, I it makes me want to cry from joy. <laughs> That's A tier for you? <laughs> yes! You've got a bird doing, okay. Does, is there, there's no like 
there has to be a purpose or is there not one is this just like i, I don't know this is just something I, that makes me feel better i Dude. legitimately don't know what the purpose is do they have poor eyesight and they need a visual marker so they don't forget where their <laughs> nest is that's not it because it's <laughs> under cover of vegetation yes okay. i would like to make it clear i think at this point i'm getting a little roasted but it's because <laughs> these birds to me it's like okay if you're living in a grassland mm-hmm. i like the effort of making the nest work in a grassland like in the grass itself Mm -hmm. that takes effort it's going to be um harder to find your nest in general than Mm -hmm. if you just put it in a tree you know it's like wow that's everybody freaking does that that's so stupid fair but like to be able to build it in the nest and then to be creative about it too in the way that you're concealing it and like the construction process Mm -hmm. i think that that makes them a tier for grassland bird nests okay okay all right okay (laughs) Get off my okay. Case. Okay. I was just hypothesizing about the porch. It's okay. It's still cool. <laughs> it's, it is cool. Uh-huh. It's also useless. Unnecessary. It's yeah. Yeah. fully mm-hmm. useless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, but it's very fun. It's, I, mm-hmm. I do wonder if it's like maybe a starting point for the construction for them mm-hmm. at some stage or if there's, I don't know, some like there's got to be some reason, yeah. right? Or maybe it's just one would assume in their little lark DNAs, yeah, that they need a patio, you know, <laughs> their dinosaur ancestors <laughs> just wanted yeah. that patio to exist. Yeah. Yes, okay, great. Um, at the top of my A tier list, we have the bobolink, okay, bobolink, because it's although not unlike other little grass cup nests, mm. the placement is king, placement and behaviors okay um i wrestled with myself for a long time on whether meadowlark and bobolink should be flipped Mm. because spoiler alert meadowlark is going to be on my next tier Mm. it's not like the best nest but i think it's pretty good um (laughs) it's not the best but But it is on the highest tier it is here's the thing here's the thing it's because it's more than just the nest right it's like creativity Uh it's a secrecy it's like how you're doing it yeah it's just funny (laughs) (laughs) you're right this is why i wrestled with it Uh because the bobolink does a better job of hiding the nest like through its behaviors which is really cool bobolink nests are notoriously impossible to find and it's not because the nest is constructed well it's because there's like no little walking path going to it if it run if it like gets flushed out of the nest it doesn't fly out of the nest it runs through the ground like a little mouse and then flies later so it's impossible Mm -hmm. to find where the bird came from they're super secretive they drop down they like run over to it so it's like a covered nest the construction of the cup pretty normal for a grassland bird but they place it in a way and then behave around it in a way that it's impossible to lead you to it and that's great are you, are you about to say what I think you're going to say? Yeah, go for it. You mean like kill deer? Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly like an F-tier bird. <laughs> and like ostriches. But it builds a nest. It builds a nest in a grassland. Uh-huh. This is my episode and I'm right. You guys don't get to take this from me. Oh, Bobolinks are doing ex- spectacular job wow uh-huh. okay uh-huh. let me show you some bobolink nests sorry guys i am noticing that the bobolink has a more camouflaged egg Ooh, yeah yeah which you know works for its strategies yeah mm-hmm. yes yeah it makes uh, it yeah 
Mm-hmm. Like a killdeer. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Once again. Yeah. <laughs> yes. There's differences. We talked about this. I okay. like to find myself. All right. That's, uh... <laughs> that's oh the my last. Goodness. Oh, uh, I said heads and sparrows. Okay, great. All right, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're going to hate this last tier. <laughs> yeah, probably. Because <laughs> it's all about behaviors. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, yeah, we'll see. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My top tier birds at the bottom, we have metalurks. Okay. I'm sorry, metalurks. Here's here's why. So they they lost points for me by usually having like an obvious trail leading to their nest. <laughs> Fair. Which kind of defeats the point. Um, but in terms of construction, they are like, you know, the most exquisite grassland birds' nests you can ever see. They literally form a dome over the top of their nest. They give their babies a roof <laughs> and hide it in the grass. In a really, in a really good way. Um, I will find you a picture because that one in that book was terrible and mm-hmm. did not do it justice Mm-mm. at all. Um, here is both a photo and an illustration of a metalark nest. Mm-hmm. So they they make a domed little like metalark cave basically out of grass, which is perfect. You know, yeah. like it's 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 beautiful. There's a hole on the side that you go into. They constructed their own cavity in the grassland out of grass. There's nothing better than that. It is. Well, there's a few things better than that. I was going to say, yeah. It's very good. It is very good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What? No, it's very good. (laughs) But again, (laughs) it's a lot of work (laughs) to build a cavity. Which is now on the ground and has an obvious trail leading to it. <laughs> it's not perfect. It's not perfect. No, it's not. But, but it is beautiful. It, it, it is beautiful. It is beautiful. And it's hard yeah. to find. And at least when there's a, a little prairie thunderstorm, yeah. the babies have a ceiling. You yes. know, That's they have true. a roof over their head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, water can flow right in there, but it's, you yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> they do have a room. Yeah. Hopefully there's a lip to it so they just get pushed against yeah. the lip. Oh, maybe that's what the patio's for. <gasps> <laughs> Except it leads up to the nest, so no. Oh my god. Okay. Oh, okay. But you know, another thing that the metal arcs have going for them mm-hmm. is that they're just like hidden in an ocean of grass. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know? Like it is it is hard to find grassland bird nests yeah. when you're just looking at like an ocean of grass. Yeah. Sure. Better than a cavity. Right. Because it's on the ground and because it's hidden in grass. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You know? With and a cavity, you could be like, I'm going to scan these trees and find it immediately. Mm-hmm. Good point. Thank you. I mean, not probably not hard for a snake, but hard for a person, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's more predators than snakes out there. There's, That's true. Yeah. There's avian predators. There's mm-hmm. other mm-hmm. things. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Right. Um, number two, not an obligate grassland species, but um, the sedge wren. Oh, okay. The sedge wren. Mm-hmm. Um, they basically make um, a nest very similar to another species on this list, which I'll go ahead and tell you uh, is the harvest mouse. <laughs> That's not a bird at all. Yeah. It's not, but I like them, so I put them on my bird list. Okay. 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 Um, so harvest mice and mm-hmm. sedgebugs mm-hmm. <laughs> make make a little like a little tennis ball up in the grass. Yeah, yeah. it's really good. Yep. Benefits of this. 
Is this mean Harvest Meister in your S tier? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your best bird nest is it's a, a mouse. mouse. Yeah. Okay. Okay, but like one of the things that makes Bobolink successful is the fact that they are described as mousy, and this is a literal mouse, so that's pretty mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Bird, okay. If a mouse is constructing a better nest than birds, mm-hmm. that's on the birds. <laughs> Wow. Ultimately. You know, the mouse deserves to be here. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. All right. (laughs) What were you going to say? We were just talking about how the it's not the bird's fault, but it is their fault when we compare them to totally different (laughs) classes of animals. You're right, yeah. Seems unfair. Right, yeah. Birds have get it. You're right, Nicole. (laughs) The thing that I care about here is fairness. Uh I should really adjust this for the the birds. You're right. Yeah. (laughs) So, bir- so mammals have been kicking birds' asses for like more than seventy million years, and yeah. that's on birds. You're right. That's on birds. Get yeah. with the program. Now they're better at making nests. You know who eats grasshopper sparrow eggs? Mice. Like you know what? They got a. It happens more right. often than you think. Mm-hmm. Um. So anyway, the benefits of these <laughs> nests is that they're raised off the ground so they're like in the grass they're like kind of concealed but also i will point out if you're building like a grass ball nest in grass it is kind of obvious that there's like a chunk of dead grass there in a ball shape Mm -hmm. so at least in the case of sedge wrens they will make decoy empty nests all around their real nest that's an entire nest an Mm -hmm. entire Deep. They construct multiple nests. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's good. To yeah. make that sure good. that their nest doesn't look like it's like a nice little morsel. Yeah. 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 That is good. As the grasses grow during the season, they're also getting further off the ground, making it harder for mice to get in and eat them. <laughs> unless you're a mouse, in which case you climb up there because you're good at that. <laughs> um, uh-huh. You know, different different mice do different stuff. You know, this is different. Yes, Nicole, you had something to say. No, you you got it. Yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> I think any grassland bird that's making any sort of roof on their nest is just out of this world for yeah. me. You know, mm-hmm. like that's amazing. You're doing a great job. And then to make the effort of saying like, hey, my nest is going to be pretty obvious because it's going to be dead mm-hmm. and yeah. making decoys like. I mean, a spheri- so spherical nest, like peak bird aesthetics, really. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Oh, my God. It's great. Yes. Good stuff. <laughs> I can't get any better than that. Except I can. Except <laughs> Except it, it apparently does, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, there's one word I haven't mentioned yet, uh-huh. and it's my top bird. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. My top S-tier bird for nests, grassland bird nests. Mm-hmm. In North America. In North America. Yep. And also harvest mice, which live in England, uh-huh. is, <laughs> is the brown-headed cowbird. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Listen, I, I I can see it in your face. They don't even make nests. They don't <sighs> make nests. They don't make nests, but a bird doesn't need to make a nest to be successful. I know this goes against no. everything I've already said. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, my God. Um, <laughs> now, I'm sure I know what you're thinking. Uh-huh, I'm sure uh-huh. you're thinking, Rachel, you said that effort mattered. Yes. Cowbirds are dumping all of the effort on other species. Mm-hmm. And that's way less effort than the F-tier birds put in. Yes. I'm, I'm... This is correct. <laughs> and this is this is a 
a ranked list of bird nests, yeah. and yet they don't make a nest. They don't. They don't you're have to. The they highest, have the best nest. You're giving the highest grade to the kid who didn't even turn in the project. Like, what I are you doing? I thought you like the underdogs, Alan. I do, but this is crazy. <laughs> it is crazy, but I got to tell you something. Okay. Uh-huh. Cowbirds are objectively the best grassland bird. And it has everything to do with their nesting strategy, okay? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You listen to me right now. Mm-hmm. As a brown-headed cowbird, your number one job is, I guess, technically to raise the next generation. And that's the job of every bird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> what better way to do that than to raise, like, 40 mm-hmm. offspring by off <clears throat> by outsourcing the labor. Uh-huh. Yeah. Free labor. Okay. You mean like ostriches? No. Okay. No. No, because they're 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 doing they're doing stuff. Listen. Okay. okay. Yeah. So also again. Oh, I have a Nicole, picture of a brown headed cowbird. Their offspring doesn't survive. <laughs> okay, but like a lot of brown headed cowbirds get dumped on here's, the ground. Here's a picture fair, of a brown headed cowbird nest, quote unquote. It yeah. is just a <laughs> they actually have a picture of some other bird's nest in here. <laughs> yeah. With a cowbird in it. Uh, that's funny. Yeah. It's uh, very I like good. That. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. Mm-hmm. Okay. So here's here's why I like here's why I, I think that they're justified in being the number one bird. All right. Uh-huh. They're going around the entire neighborhood and they're finding the best nests that exist already made. They are looking around. They're dumping eggs in all of those nests they are also putting in a lot of work to go to those nests yeah and monitor how the young are being raised uh-huh uh-huh they watch the parents they they outsource the labor of raising them they keep the labor of being the manager for all these babysitters, okay? <laughs> they stalk all of those birds. Best bird watchers on the plains, okay? Brown-headed cowbirds, they stalk the other parents. Mm-hmm. They watch them through the windows. Their binoculars up against the glass. They're saying, <laughs> if they see that you're not taking care of their babies, they're putting, like, newspaper cutout messages under their door saying, shape up or I will murder your entire family. <laughs> you know, like, they care uh-huh, so uh-huh. much they care so much <laughs> yeah, they, they do they like harass and intimidate other birds yeah they, they yeah. will harass them they will destroy they will retaliate against them they are <laughs> literal mobsters they will they they will make sure that you raise their kids right cowbirds are saying i'm gonna spend my summer chasing bugs around cows minding my own business stalking the entire neighborhood mm-hmm. doing creepy bird watcher stuff i relate to cowbirds i also like to watch <laughs> other birds uh-huh. okay uh-huh. that's how they're spending their they're not spending their summer in a dark hole with like some eggs on the ground uh-huh. Uh-huh. there's been a lot of really incredible research mm-hmm. on cowbirds and the thing that makes them interesting is this nesting strategy yeah. And those little babies, they don't they don't get confused. They know exactly who they are. They listen to the chorus of birds around them and they can hear the other cowbirds. They learn their own songs. They they know they don't belong. Mm-hmm. The parents probably maybe know too and they're being intimidated into raising them anyway. Um but they do it. Mm-hmm. They do it. And um <laughs> I just think that's a the best the it's it's a cool strategy. It's creative. It shows a lot of uh, effort and mm-hmm. care. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're calling them lazy for dropping eggs everywhere, but <laughs> yeah, like they sure. follow up on it, you know? Mm-hmm. 
That's true. They're not just like, good luck, your problem now. They're like, okay, I'll check in in a couple of weeks and uh, we'll see how you're faring. Yeah. (laughs) And that is a threat. Yeah, okay. That's pretty good. (laughs) Yeah, there's also speculation that uh, back in ye olden days before cattle and such bovids were stationary, that um, it did free them up for a nomadic lifestyle. Slightly confusing for me, considering that we also know that they monitor nests. Yeah. So I don't really know, honestly, how those research pieces fit together. Seems like, It yeah. kind of smells like old-timey, not-real-research to me to say that they used that to be nomadic, mm-hmm. is my current personal opinion on it. <clears throat> Would have to do slightly more research. So okay. Okay. I'll probably talk about them in a full episode at some point. So. Yeah. This wasn't the episode where I needed to deep dive into any specific species. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, so, yeah, from a biology standpoint, yes, brown-headed mm-hmm. catbirds, outstanding. Yeah. Yes. And the moment those chicks are done, they join their parents, and the parents teach them everything about being a bird. You know, like, they, yeah. they don't skip out on being parents. True. They just learn from their community. Really, they're a community bird. Right. They just bully the rest of the species in that community into participating in their parenting. But is this a parenting list? Is this a social Ooh. structure list? Or is this a nest building list, yeah. Rachel? Because I, <clears throat> you just disregarded killdeer and their cool things that they do as parents mm-hmm. and ostriches and the cool things they do as parents. And we're just focusing on nests. And yet... Well, guys, thanks for uh, tuning in this episode <laughs> with me. I have no further comments. Interesting. All right. Um, I guess it doesn't need to be internally consistent. You know, it's fine. I never it's expected long- it to be. <laughs> it was never going to be. It doesn't really need to stand up to scrutiny. Uh-huh. Also, I want to point out that this isn't a nest building list. It's a nest list. Okay. Well, fine. Well, t- top. Okay. It's a ranking of grassland bird nests. Can we also... Is there a better bird than a bird that doesn't have to build a nest? Because it doesn't have a nest. Scrapes are nests. Uh huh. They didn't build anything, but scrapes are nests. Yeah. This bird, evolutionarily, nothing. Mm-hmm. It's vacant. Right. It lost that ability somewhere along the way because it was beneficial to lose the ability to make a nest. Which They're is like, they've yeah. transcended bird nests. <laughs> Can we also just say that all of these nests work for all of these birds, though? Really? And that's why they do it. And that's why none of them are endangered. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. All of these nests are valid. These strategies all work. They all do have different ways of compensating for their nest or lack thereof mm-hmm. in the ways they, they, they behave and, you know, the other mm-hmm. ways they live their lives. And, and uh, that's a good point. All of these birds are doing great. Yeah. Some better than others. Just, yeah. Just some of them are cooler than others. Mm-hmm. That's fair. And that's all that matters for today. <laughs> so thank you for coming on this journey uh, of mm-hmm. learning a lot about bird nests. Um, I had fun. <laughs> <laughs> I also had fun. It was very fun. Yeah. yeah. I learned a lot. Thank you, Rachel. And thanks for listening to The Best Biome. <laughs> Produced by our nonprofit, Grass and Groupies. You can find uh, our show notes in the episode description, as well as links to our website, social media. So check those out, give us suggestions, and leave us a review. We'll see you again in two weeks. Bye. 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 <laughs>